All right, welcome everyone to Dollar Menu. I am your co-host, Oso Average. Joined um, with... Uh, yeah, it's Kenny the Critic here. <laughs> yo, 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 what's up, guys? Hey, um, I never told you how I came up with that name, by the way. Um, let's, let's, let's explain the names, but yeah, go ahead. Uh, about, like, 2018, I uh, applied for the um, Oxford Film Festival. That's in Ole Miss. They have a film festival every single year in Oxford, Mississippi. Um, there's films all across the um, all across the world that go there, and um, you know we and um, you don't get paid, but um, you get to review films for free. It's almost like a job. They send you like at least one film a day to watch, you know, and it's completely in different variety. There's a huge like variety thing sometimes. It's two buddies <laughs> that just have a couple um, costumes from Party City <laughs> and an iPhone. They make it work, man. <laughs> hey, dude, you got to do what you got to do for that content. Yeah, yeah. Or um, it's a um, full-on feature film, feature-length movie um, that got a couple million dollars into it. So it's pretty good. Um, the one I remember most vividly, oh, I can't remember. It was some European film. It was a different language, but it was very funny, but very like poignant, poignant when it comes to diversity and how people were treated. So the movie is called Gnome. It was called Gnome. And it just had a regular guy saying on the cover of the movie, on the cover. And I was like, huh, why is it called Gnome? But he looks like a regular guy, but everyone else thinks he's a literal gnome. You know, so but like they treat him as such, and yeah, yeah, they treat him, and it's it it nails like everyone knows like it feels like to be treated differently, especially when you're not like everybody else. Mm. So like if you can't really understand what's like to be black or like other demographics, this kind of nails it without being preachy because it's not preachy. They more just say like soft insults or like microaggressions. Or like they make small indirect comments like they they're like well you know your people you know you have a harder time and, they, and he's like what the fuck are you talking about you know what i mean it's not trying to point out ri- ri- ridiculous instances it's just everyday life so they can get an idea of what it's like yeah so it's not being preachy at all it's literally just him going through the day and just getting these weird comments and and then eventually snaps toward the end of it. And it's like, oh, this is why people lose their minds sometimes <laughs> because like this weird passive aggressive and it makes you paranoid because you're like, what, what, is it me? Am I going crazy? You know? <laughs> so like, as your thoughts as a black man, how does that relate to you? And what are some of the parallels that you saw? Well, I live in a, I work in a very diverse job right now, actually, even though it's a blue collar job, there's a lot of different people. There's Filipinos, Vietnamese, um, a lot of Spanish dudes. Um, Of course, a lot of white guys, you know, and black people, a lot of black dudes, a lot. So like right now it's it's not really like that. But when I worked more in an office setting, it was more um, like side comments and suggestions or like it'll be like, um, I'm nosy and I'm the quiet guy, so I listen. Always watch up with the quiet people because they're listening to you. And uh, it's like you always hear like when they're walking to the elevator or they're walking to do a certain job, you can hear what they're saying, like they're mm-hmm. bitching to their friend. Right. And you, you can tell they're talking about like a demographic, but they're not being specific about it. You know what I mean? 
so, do it but, to themselves. Yeah. It, isn't it more crazy when you see some people that talk about racist stuff like in like out in the open and it's like even you're like dude please shut up because like i don't want to have an incident here with like you getting cussed out or getting having to fight somebody because like you couldn't wait to go to the car <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> i mean it's i'm in the the boat where it's like i feel like i'm in an instance of tokenism because mm-hmm. i'm surrounded in like a bowl of milk so when they start mm-hmm. saying that shit i'm like yeah are they comfortable saying this shit in front of me right and so like they do heat checks they'll look at me to see if i'm reacting and it's like yeah yeah guys just just don't i there's there's because if i don't react there's going to be some some chick who's going to hear this and report it to hr there's going to be a lot of paperwork i don't have to deal with that <laughs> oh at my job they're like so what pussy shut up you know just I mean? to be clear I work in in, a, in an office at a, at a job where the desk and uh, a cubicle. And Kenny, he's like a he's a man's man. He actually works with his hands. Yeah, like like dude, my boss, like my foreman, literally said he was about to. He was talking to us afterwards. He literally said he was about to whoop some like some guy's ass today on Friday. He said, I was, "Yeah, well, apparently they were working next to each other and they were mm-hmm. grinding. You know, grinding it caused sparks." Right. And in the work culture, it's similar to like someone farting at the table towards or like someone like you ever like been in an elevator and someone farts in the elevator and the smoke's trapped in there. Why it's like, the hell dude, would you do that? Why, why, why would you do that? So imagine you're grinding and someone's right next to you and that shit's going all over them. And they're like, hey, bro, stop that shit. You know what I mean? You know, and people say it quick to you. They're like, hey, bro. You about to make me go blind. Move that shit out of the way right now. You know? And uh, he was like, fuck no. Like, who the fuck are you? You know what I mean? What? Yeah. <laughs> Don't be a dumbass. <laughs> he's like, fuck no. And he's like, let me tell. Oh, oh, also, he was talking to him several times. This is with the straw that broke the camel's back. Because... You know, he asked him to do a couple times. Sometimes he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he finally heard what he was saying. And then he said, fuck no. And he's like, wait, you weren't listening to me. He pulls like the head, the thing off his thing off his head. And he had earbud and he see, see you motherfucker. Like, we're trying to do your job. Take this shit out of your fucking head, man. He's like, man, fuck you. And he's like, he ripped off his fucking um, wool, wool, wool clothes. He's like, man, I'm about to beat your ass right now. I swear, I'm about to, if you don't get the fuck on right now. <laughs> That's like some fragile shit. He just went off like that. What the fuck? Oh, yeah. That's why it's like, I kind of like it though like that because it's like my boss still sees you as an equal, you know what I mean, in a way. Mm-hmm. He's like, because the boss, because like the other, he's like, we can settle this like men and I can just beat your ass and get you to shut the fuck up right now. Or, or he could just go up to like the corporate office and just have you fired, you know? So he'd rather not get a dude fired. He just gets you to shut the fuck up. Move on so you can continue the work and possibly never fucking do that again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Take a couple six to sick days and that's it. You know what I mean? You'll be all right. I'll see you next week. Matter of fact, I'll set, he'll write down. He's a foreman. He slipped and failed. He needs a couple sick days. He'll be back in next week. 
<laughs> but it look, he's got fucking a broken nose. Yeah, he he fell a few times. Yeah. In the office uh, setting, it'd be like going forward. Let's try to avoid this. There's never any actual physical fighting. It's just a lot of passive aggressive comments all the time, and I fucking hate it. Like, um, by the way, how was your week, anyways, man? Uh, I'd say it went pretty well. Um, I stopped being as like passive with those who were telling me what to do. I work in an office, so we'll say things like, I hardly working or working hard, something like that. And then I have to like yeah. fake laugh. Oh, God. But I got what I needed to do. Um, I'm like, dude, I just started watching uh, some like early 2000s movies or 90s. And um, one of them was like American Pie. You seen it? Yeah. Yeah, I seen it, man. Oh, well, last week before, I really like, I fucking love American Pie, but I like to talk about this, like, because the whole reason, if the audience doesn't know, is we missed um, last Sunday, because we usually upload, so you missed a whole week for the podcast. I was recently moving into my new apartment. I've been here for about literally seven days now, and everything was cool until Saturday night, and um, out of nowhere, um, and... You know, like you see a bug early on during the week and you're like, oh, is this a Lone Ranger? This is just a one-time occurrence. And a lot of times it's like that. This one bug wanders its way in, you step on it, never see anything like it again. Mm -hmm. I was wrong. That was like Thursday. I come in Saturday night and like my bathroom is covered in these small little centipedes. Oh, no, no, no. People I'm were, people were telling... People were told me they were silverfish, but they're not. I looked up silverfish. Silverfish are like gray silvers color. This was like brown, tannish, like centipede shit. How big was and it? like um smaller than a penny. They didn't bite. They just and they were like, I looked it up and I still didn't tell me what kind of centipede it was. But well, I say this closest thing was a house centipede, and they're attracted to warm, damp areas, you know? So that's why they congregate in the bathroom, around the toilet. A lot of them were drowning in my toilet. Like, a lot of them were in the toilet, you know? And then they were all in the bathtub. And, uh, yeah, and also they said, in the article, it says it goes, like, they go to the your closet as well because it's cool and damp in there sometimes. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, fuck no. And I called my landlord. I'm like, holy shit, you got to do something about this now, bro. You gotta do something now, man. <laughs> like, is would you like to emergency maintenance? Like, this is an emergency. <laughs> I don't want one of those things coiling my balls when I'm taking this shit. That dude, that's literally how I felt, dude. Oh my god. Like, you I would have I would have hovered. I'm, I'm a pussy. Yeah, but um, I still have to wait till tomorrow. But I just got a bunch of raid and I fucking just nuked the fucking bathroom last night. You know, I just nuked it every crack and crevice and the thing i read about them they just don't they they go into sinks as well like the pipes but mm -hmm. apparently um they also can hide in crevices during the day like think about the cracked paint on your wall like on the corners of your ceiling and stuff like that they can hide in there you know what i mean so i started just walking around every little crack i could see i was just and i got this special type of raid where it's like a sealer yeah so like it dries and it becomes hard Pretty much on contact, it will kill them. Yeah. So, um, they're, um, they're good for now. It was like a holocaust in there after I was fucking done. I haven't seen one really since. <laughs> you know. 
but uh it, it doesn't yeah. help that your spraying area is like in the shower <laughs> oh damn I didn't think of it that way. I swear I wasn't thinking of it that way. <laughs> I know. It's a good faith. Like, he's a good guy. <laughs> but uh, about American Pie, dude, like, I fucking love that goddamn movie, man. Especially the first one. The first one's awesome. So many people have been talking about it in my friend group, and I was just, it was one of those films that just got annoying where I didn't want to watch it, but that movie's hilarious. Yeah. I feel like I relate a little bit um, to like a combination of um oz and uh what's his name the nerd finch who just just pretentious and tries to act like he's an adult finch is such a uh such a fag dude he's just like you punch him in the stomach that's where like that that diarrhea scene was like the best thing it's like thank you're a pretentious asshole you know yeah i I was one of those kids in high school like what guys have you seen um what is it filth it's an allegory on hamlet <laughs> like the juxtaposition of like the human condition I'm like you kill yourself i don't want to hear that shit the only thing jarring about those group of friends some of them would hang out but some of them were so fucking different they would never fucking hang out with each other like finch finch mm. would never fucking hang out with stifler he would never hang out with the lacrosse team that would just never happen <laughs> It must have been something that tied them together, like religion or something, because the only thing they had in common was that they were all virgins. Yeah, like Jason Biggs, you know, he's like in the middle of the road guy. He's supposed to be the everyman. So, mm-hmm. like, you could sort of, like, again, the only solution is like, ever seen that show Clarence? And, like, literally, Clarence is like br- brutally honest because, like, they have an episode where Clarence isn't there and it's just the two best friends and they're stuck with each other and they can't fucking stand each other. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it really is like that. Some friends, like, after one friend on that bit, like, I, mean, I feel like if Jason's character wasn't there, like, they wouldn't really hang out like that, you know? I'll be honest, I feel like I am, like, a bit of a mediator or a glue against clicks I want to combine. Like, yeah. um, for those listening, uh, Kenny and I would do streams and I would try to combine like certain clicks together and they didn't mesh like at all. Like, I like to think that I, I could hang out with anybody, but like, as far as getting your friends to hang out with each other, it just doesn't work. Like having your, your girlfriend try to be friends with your girl best friend, that's a stupid idea. And your boy is a complete idiot for trying twice. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know because my girl best friend, she's been pretty cool, but she friend zoned me like back in ninth grade, so like I gave up on that a long time ago. Uh, she could be fine, but your girlfriend might not. What does that have to do with anything? Just be like, hey, uh, so I noticed that uh, Jessica's coming over. I'm like, yeah, I invited her. (laughs) Bit weird. Um, I don't remember talking about this. Well, like she's my best friend. I'm insane out with her a lot yeah because she's my best friend okay and then they say good night at like five o'clock and i'm like what the fuck all right my I, I, my I other close my other close female friend her uh her boyfriend her current boyfriend called me in order because he got so jealous <laughs> he's like kenny's stepping in between us and that fucking n-word needs a fucking back off <laughs> but i was like and I just called him up. I was like, hey, man, like, dude, like, I wasn't even mad. I was like, you're better than that. Why, why, why are you calling people inward, bro? <laughs> like, 
<laughs> Calm down. <laughs> did he double down or did he apologize? No, he apologized. I see. You know, you know what it is though? She was completely in the right. Paul, what happened is they were on a really tight ass budget. I mean, like really tight budget. You know what I mean? Like his car note was like six hundred dollars almost. You know what I mean? Yeah, because like the car note was five hundred, and then the insurance. You know, and so the whole car expense was six, like over half of his income because he was like he was working some landscaping job, not that much, and um, so most of his money was going out. And then he just buys a whole fucking I don't know how much ounces it was, but it was a big jar, like like a pickle jar worth of fucking marijuana. Oh, dude. And, and and she's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you know? Do you <laughs> have money to pay the car note that month? I don't know. I wasn't stepping on that, but it wasn't money to spend. And they were living with their dad, so it wasn't money to spend. You know what I mean? And only thing only thing that pissed, pissed him off that I showed up when the, our argument was happening. I just showed up at the house. You weren't even making comments. You were just there. No, and then I left. She said, I can't talk right now, Kenny. You got to go. I was like, okay, no problem. (laughs) And he just said, he's that inward is stepping in between us. He left. Yeah, he he didn't say it when I was there, of course. You know. Oh, God. I need to talk about that guy. We should have a whole saga about that guy because he's an interesting fellow. You know. Yeah, but like, (laughs) that's another podcast. But going back to like. Mel. Mel, yeah. Mel was also like, funny thing is, both of them were into black dudes. But Mel was, in my and her opinion, or in the closet, he's not bi. Well, he's, well, I mean, he's not gay, he's bi. But he's got some weird sex thing going on. And she's caught him twice, like when they fall out because they've broken up several times. And, you know, like you might see him on porn sites or trying to text other women. She sees him go back to the same Pacific black dude he did stuff with a couple of years ago every time they break up. <laughs> dude, his kid there must be busting if he's coming back. Jesus Christ. I don't know what the fuck's going on, dude. But he gets mad. If you say, if you bring it up, if she brings it up to him, he gets really fucking mad. Like he gets violently mad. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sorry, like, uh, what was it with them? American Pie. So, like, we're talking about relationships. What was your, like, dynamic with women, like, growing up as a teen? In high school? Uh, oh, damn. I was, like, none of those characters in the movie. I just never had any pussy offered him. Like, there was never anything. Um, I was homeschooled, so, but I was very social. Like, I met a lot of friends through, like, activities since I was in theater and stuff. But it just so happened, the women who were in it, they are very nerdy, and a lot of them are waiting till marriage, which is nothing against them. But I dated, but most of those girls are like, not happening, buddy. You know what I mean? Then, of course, I would find out, like, senior year, they fucked the dude. And, you know what I mean? And I'm like, how the fuck did he get her to do that? You know what I mean? And then he broke up with her, you know? So it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> but, what changed? Um, you know, I didn't lose my virginity until I was 19. You know, so, um, you know, like I was barely a teenager when I finally lost. I lost it the summer of when I was 19. So, you know, it wasn't too bad. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we got kind of crazy. 
like our, our mom caught us. She chased us onto the front lawn, cussed us out in the middle of the night at 12 o'clock at night when the neighbors turned the front porches on. It was pretty cool. <laughs> Seems a bit traumatizing, man. As soon as like, I'd be afraid if they called the cops because like, no, no disrespect, but it's like, it's pretty common where in my city where if it, that's found out, they call the police immediately. Oh no. Uh, yeah, it was actually a really nice neighborhood. Oh, by the way, the mom and my mom are best friends now. They love each other. They're, they're like awesome. They're buddy buddies. Matter of fact, that mom says, are you sure Kenny? You, sh Kenny needs the hand to hang out with Candy. Like, can you tell Kenny to hang out with Candy? And she's like, oh, um, yada yada asked about you. She says if you want to hang out with her daughter again. I'm like, no, no, no. Uh, remember that one time where you yelled at me for trying to, you know, with your daughter? Yeah, that's that's never happened. Yeah, and she told my fucking mom that that same year. I'm like, why would she tell tell her that? You know what I mean? Oh fucking god, I hated that shit. But um, what about you? Like, what was your mostly your experiences in high school? Well, I was a very weird and um very outspoken kid I just expressed myself a lot and I wasn't really into the game of uh, wooing or courting women uh, yeah. I was just like a very open character so like I would hang out with a lot of people oftentimes we'd go chill in like this this pod or my school we have rooms that are separate like there's a large area in the center yeah. that's split with three different rooms and in the center to be a chilling room where there's yeah. Yeah, so I would often bond with like a lot of w women there, a lot of friends, and then it would just lead to me being a very close friend. I'm the guy, unfortunately, I was oh, the guy that God. the boyfriends would be worried about because yeah. I, hate I dudes wouldn't like offer. That. Okay, I wouldn't offer. Okay, I'd be asked to massage the shoulders and to like braid hair and to like I'd be there to bring apples, and we would just be chilling, watching anime, and then we'd like cuddle. Ooh. Would stop if they were in a relationship. I wouldn't do that. But it, there'd be awkward times where I'd be on the couch scratching their back, and the boyfriend would walk in. That reminds me of a character. I had a movie marathon last night. Yeah. And um, I watched Anger Management with Adam Sandler and Jack Nicholson. Wow. And there's a character like that in the movie. Remember the guy who has the huge fucking dick, and he's like <laughs> the he's like he's like the old brown university friend of hers <laughs> but I, I i never wanted to take advantage of, of that and i wouldn't do anything suspect or at least i i don't think i did and uh i hate to say it but unfortunately it did there were a few friendships that I developed or that i did have you know mm -hmm. little flings with not yeah. when they were in relationships but really there wasn't really any like fucking going around we'd just be messing around and then eventually things would lead to another thing and then you know mm -hmm. we'd be watching the movie one minute and then it would be asking if we were still there and we were that's bullshit man so, can I say something about um, American Pie you know and also like um, that whole late late 90s early 2000s like grow coming of age movies coming of age like shit. like van wilder and all this stuff not another mm -hmm. teen movie all these movies like they kind of always set an unrealistic standard for young men 
it's like, dude, senior year is going to be awesome. Or you go to college freshman year, you're going to get so much pussy. Dude, you're going to have so much fun. It's going to be awesome. Don't even worry about classes. Classes don't even exist in this world, okay? You just only get mad poo. Yeah, yeah, your only priority is to get pussy, you know? You know? And everything just works out. <laughs> yeah. So you just show up with a boombox, roses, yeah. and then you're like, that's exactly how women work, yeah. Yeah, like... I think that was I think that was one of the reasons why incels are so popular. I'm not blaming this entirely on movies, but I think movies do have a part to play because it's like it tells young men. I think the bro comedy type of oh we're gonna get laid oh awesome yeah you know is like the Cinderella uh, version of it's like the male Cinderella story. Like everything works out. He gets the beautiful girl. He he triumphs. You know, and everything just works out. And the beautiful girl just likes him just because he's him. He, he doesn't have to be interesting. He's just him, and that's why she likes him, you know? <laughs> yeah, she finds that quirky about him. She'll choose him over the jock. Yeah. Oh, that's so realistic. Not, also no, like, not in a million years. <laughs> also, like, jocks aren't idiots. You know, some of them are. But there's, like, been this stereotype that every person who's like a sports player is an idiot you know and that's not true like there's a reason why they get full ride scholarships like yeah it's it's a lot of them do with merit but they also had to have the grades they're not morons <laughs> you know <Yeah. laughs> you know and most of them are not even in there to get scholarships through football or whatever sport they play they're just yeah. there to pass the time and so they get like academic scholarships yeah. have three friends that uh, went to like these prestigious colleges like one goes to MIT another one goes to Stanford and yeah. one goes to Yale damn and they That's all fucking cool. played football I'm like damn oh yeah did you play any sports um very briefly elementary school I also played on a basketball team for vacation bible school <laughs> Dude, and they you certainly got the height guys he's six what six five uh six four six five i think i'm like six seven in boots though work boots though. oh my god that, in, that automatically takes the average of a five up to a seven yeah it, it's not that big of a deal i still don't get laid like this thing with short guys short guys in their head they think it oh god if, if i just had a few extra inches stacy would oh i would have all the stacy's <laughs> most of the, the short guys do they have a lot going for them like beautiful all right so i just like most of the short guys that i knew that were like slang in it they were like beautiful but they still had that insecurity of height i noticed yeah. that a lot of them would also like push the bigger dudes it's always the smallest dudes who have the biggest ego or like are willing to fight no matter what oh yeah serious chihuahua energy or just claim they have the biggest dick you know in the room yeah, yeah. <laughs> i just have the biggest dick on planet Earth. <laughs> and what was it? In Oz's case, they made it, they tried making him like the sensitive jock in that. That yeah. was a first. But even so, like, they didn't exploit him for the, his gift as a lacrosse player. That's not a sport. That, that's really not a fucking sport. And that fucking, okay, honestly, with Oz, that whole fucking show choir little shit, that whole subplot could have been gone. That show choir, I was not impressed. I'm just being real. I wasn't impressed. Is that what High School Musical is based on? 
a show choir no like that that arc i feel like that heavily inspired high school musical he was a jock who got into singing for a girl oh yeah it is the plot <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know uh yeah and yeah he, he has to decide between whether he wants to play on the sport team or be with the choir you know he's all bashful everything. when his friends are talking about slanging the pussy well that's disney let's slow down now that's a disney film let's not go too far <laughs> let's be real they were fucking even outside the scenes man they were teenagers it's also funny because you know like Nadia, the foreign exchange student in the movie, which she is so freaking hot. She's gorgeous. But like them recording her on a webcam is like this isn't that's like a federal crime now. You'll be like a felony. You would be in prison for that. Like broadcasting someone against their That was permission. creepy as fuck. <laughs> hey man, it, that's what it shows like it, it's different era. Like back then it was like okay to do that shit. Like, people didn't even question the efficacy or the legality of doing that. <laughs> they, just, they just fucking did it. <laughs> Isn't that technically child pornography? Because they're still in high school. No, I think they're all 18. At least you're supposed to, like, assume they're 18 since they're all seniors. You know, uh, that's what makes it okay, you know? <laughs> side note, I'm not condoning their actions, but it just seems, like, so pathetic to me, like, even if you wanted to do that shit and look at someone online at that time, you're basically yeah. looking like four squares interchanging on a screen. You can't see shit. There are literally four <laughs> pixels. I saw enough. She was pretty hot, man. I was. I'd be good with that, man. You know. I don't know how people did watch porn on the internet then because you can't see shit. It's pathetic, yeah. man. Just stick to hardcover. Hardcover. Or about HBO. HBO was back then. You could just. You know, find your parents' password and just stay up late. people to go on HBO. We had HBO. <laughs> I, I did not. I had PBS. PBS Kids. Oh, dude. Uh, this is going to be so bad if my mom hears this. But sometimes she would, like, you know, she would miss a bill and then, you know, it would reset the default. You know what I mean? So, like, she usually had the parental blocks on, but it would be, like, a window between time, like, a week or so, where she would forget to turn the printable blocks back on so like you could stay up and you could see the dirty movies <laughs> you could as in or you did i did god kenny first of all i wasn't exposed to it remember i had dyslexia like at this time i i, I couldn't even read no lie i couldn't read at this time i was like 10 like i was still like reading like it's first grade or some shit so yeah. it was my brother and sister who were the fucking weirdos putting it on you know what i mean <laughs> I know it's like it's a it's an open field now that women are are encouraged to express themselves. But I, yeah. as a kid, as a teenager, I didn't think women watched porn or like that kind of shit. So even hearing it now, it just it puts me off because it feels like they were this 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 uh, sex that just didn't have any flaws, that didn't fart, didn't watch porn, didn't have faith. They were just oh, my sister thing. farted all the time, man. Gross. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. It's not gross that she did it, but. God. She could fart on command, dude. You know? But, like, my sister was, like, that one person. Mm -hmm. Like, you know how people just do a certain thing once in a while? It's funny. And then there's that one friend who just starts doing it all the time so it's no longer funny. And you have to freaking incorporate your interactions with them to accommodate. Always yeah, that was, driving with the windows down. That was my sister's thing. She just thought farting was the punchline 
to everything. It was like a window from when she was like 10 to 12. That was like the window where she just thought farting was the pinnacle of comedy. <laughs> What's it like? That foreign exchange student in the movie American Pie, she mm-hmm. was pretty and open with herself while it was like open to different things like dancing or yeah masturbating in someone else's room which everyone just oversaw because she was cute that's some creepy ass shit to go to someone's house and then jack off on their bed with their magazines i wouldn't mind dude of course you know because she's gorgeous dude but she I mean, could even be like a six and i wouldn't care <laughs> a decent a solid six you know i could deal with that uh, what's up? Hey, you know, she's at least got to be a seven in the face, though. You know, what I mean? you know, like I don't see. That's the thing. I don't understand. Like, I hate to do body ratings because it's so like, it's not even like objectifying. It's just corny at this point. When people say like, "Oh, what's your sexual marketplace value? Like, what what is the what is your value?" Or it's like, shut the fuck up. This isn't economics, stupid motherfucker. But like. It's like she's at least gotta be decent. Like I like some dudes like they can like totally like man she's ugly as fuck but like that body dope man she oh you're referring to a butterface yeah she's thick as fuck and I'm like sorry sorry dude I no thank you (laughs) you gotta put a bag over it when you roll over I'd rather have a girl have like a really like boring body like she's just kind of like skinny you know what i mean mm-hmm. like no booty and it's like average boobs then be with the girl who's like super thick and then like her face is just like Ugh. you know what i mean <laughs> speaking of which what's your type like what's the what's the girl that you envision that you typically pursue i don't really have a typical type especially after getting on um plenty of fish i've had plenty of fish for like a week or so now mm-hmm. and uh I just swipe on everybody. I'm trying to be open-minded. <laughs> okay. um, well, not everybody. Not everybody. My thing is like, I can't see your ribs and you can't weigh more than me. That's it. I, I weigh like 218 last time I weighed myself. Well, actually mm-hmm. I weighed 215 last time I weighed myself. But you can't weigh more than me. Especially also adding your height. Like if you're five foot two and you're like, 190 that's like okay this is kind of questionable you know what i mean mm-hmm. like you know my thing is like your body weight can't be more than 100 pounds of your natural self you could be like 60 pounds of weight or whatever like reasonable shit because like i'm technically overweight like 20 pounds overweight i think i'm what i need to be is from 195 to 210 you know mm-hmm. so last time i weighed myself if you just want to round up to 20 i'm either like um um worst case scenario like 20 or like um best case scenario like um 10 pounds overweight or something like that you know so like um you know also i read different chart meters on my body some people say i could be up to 220 and some say like i need to be more like 200 so it just depends my goal is 210 so that's how i take it you know but yeah, like you just can't, you just can't weigh more than 100 pounds of your natural body weight. You know, that's my only requirement. You know? I myself, I'm not very picky. Mm-hmm. I think my my two two things that stick out for me is like hygiene 
if I I'm doing oh, like the, yeah. the most beautiful girl ever and she's amazing, if I go over to her place and her bathroom looks terrible, or the the, the room is the room the car signs where she doesn't clean up her surroundings, she's not clean either. So that's not gonna happen. Like there's clothes all over the fucking floor and everything. Well, clothes, it's like, yeah, it's a hit or miss. Like, I can do my laundry. Sometimes I'll be too lazy to fold it. So just stay in the basket all clean. And I'll just... Yeah, that's it. different. I'm talking about the people that leave the clothes on the floor. Like, you walk into the room or see a picture of the room and their their room is covered in clothes. But the yeah, floor. like, it's so funny as we're recording. I have a basket right there full of clean clothes that I have <laughs> not folded or put away. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> um, and two is I'm not dating pollinations. What the I can't, fuck? I can't deal with the, like the cultural uh, kind of dynamic that I need to have between me and a woman. It's it's ironic because like it benefits me mostly. It's a very mm-hmm. conservative, traditional kind of culture where I'm re- required to point and do things, and the interaction just falls upon me. It just it feels weird. Like I'm, I don't like that kind of yeah. position where I have to tell them what to do, or that's where I'm relied upon as some sort of controlling figure it just it doesn't work out for me but yeah I, I don't mind with dating differences in ages like i would love to be someone who's like 20 years older than me that kind of that's, that's disgusting cougar uh, side thing kamala harris if you ever need to leave your family and your your dogs to be with a you know a sexy young adult like me kamala. if you're listening right now oh. also every time of it oh god no uh, like Kamala looks like one of my aunties. She put she has too much makeup on her face. She has that old lady makeup thing. Just no. She also like she lied. Oh, also she lied. No, I'll pop you in the middle of your head. But no, uh, like also like didn't she lie? Like, she went to the Breakfast Club and she lied about going to a Biggie Smalls or Tupac concert. But like she was saying like she was in college when they were popular. The, like, the time doesn't align. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, like she already was graduated. <laughs> What's that one CNN news anchor who said? Well, we were on the ground, we were in the helicopter, we were getting shot at. Oh, every single one of them. <laughs> I don't really, I don't really care if she lied about that man. Like when everybody say I find Kamala Harris hot, my friends like, but she's responsible for the, the incarceration of a lot of black people. It's like, I know that's terrible. She's still fires. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, hold on, that's terrible. But she's still hot. <laughs> yeah, like, I would still clap. Dude, she's oh, she's so attractive. It's ridiculous. Not trying to get into politics too much, but like, I'm also frustrated that like, she was clearly picked for a diversity quota, and oh, I'm yes. mad. And I'm so fucking mad that like that's how it goes. It's like like, and I know women are like, Wee, yeah, woo, you know. My love in like, the house. Come on, love in the White in House. I have, but you know, it, you want to win it fair and square. You don't want handouts. You know, you want to say she won it fair and square. She earned it. You don't want to be like someone who's just like, oh, you know, yeah. I'm only... also Mike Pence. Even though I don't like Mike Pence, he kind of I watch, I listened to their debate and he got on her ass in that debate. <laughs> he was so calm and collected, like would bring up the this you kind of thing it's oh are we talking about foreign policy specifically or the how you handle the justice system but (laughs) what was it the reason why i think that way is because during the what the 
Democratic debates, she was just tearing Joe's ass up. Oh, yeah. They were, like, diametrically opposed to almost everything on what their issues about, like, fiscal responsibility, what they wanted to do um, for those involved with, like, what, welfare. And all of a sudden, he reaches out to her. It's like, why? I'm not saying she's not qualified. It just, it seems a bit out of left field. She used to be the vice president. That's what. I mean, I'm happy it happened since I get to see her every now and again. By the way, can we get an actual nigga in the White House? Not because, like, because Kamala's not even full nigga. She, she, she's still uh, of some mocha frappe shit. Well, what about he's, Obama? Isn't he a real fat? I'm not going to say No, it. no, he's mixed. Both of them are mixed. He was singing Al Green during any, like most of his speeches. That doesn't like... mean nothing. Robin Williams liked Al Green. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, as a minority, I, I feel like I can say that Robin Williams, rest in peace, he's a real N word. <laughs> oh my God, I'm Robin Williams. Hey, Nanu Nanu, Nanu Nanu, what's up, soul brother? I like when he did the impressions of like <laughs> of black people. <laughs> what's up, soul brother? How you doing? Like he's still like, <laughs> cause you know, like he first came out, came up in like the seventies, so like. <laughs> But his vernacular for black people never updated, so he's still talking like jive talk. <laughs> What's up, brother? Run it down. What's good? Yeah, <laughs> you jive turkeys on about. <laughs> um, watch that. Oh, dude, love, you know, what was that? I love. I just love how old school black dudes talk. If you ever been around old black dudes and they start saying shit, you're like, what the fuck are these dudes saying? <laughs> We're starting to see like a bit of a transition even now. Like I'm starting to feel my age when I quote stuff from Rush Hour or yeah. certain like vernaculars from then. And yeah. it seems corny to the youths nowadays. And I'm at the tip at Generation Z. 97, dude. Rush Hour is awesome. They, they got to make another Rush Hour. It's like, I would say it's Rush Hour trilogy and bad boys is like my favorite cop movies you know what i mean which is better out of the two in your opinion i haven't seen bad boys for life which is the third which is the third um installment of bad boys so by default i have to say the best trilogy is um um rush hour rush hour series also um this and bad boys you know, you know what's really weird? Remember when Kevin Hart and all them brought up, and this is why people said Black Panther couldn't be successful before it was made, because they're like, because apparently a lot of studios, they would so be very selective on what Black films would go overseas. Like, they believed, like, Black films couldn't be successful overseas, specifically in China. Because, like, you know, Chinese people, you know, yeah. I mean, Disney did have to adjust their posters with John Boyega to put him in the back and make his, like, his posters smaller. Huh? So it didn't look like he was in the film at all. Why does it matter, though? I want to say, like, there's this inherent racism in China. I just think that they wanted to put, like, their biggest stars on screen. But they're most likely not to show Black actors over there. I don't really know what the culture's like over there. That's strange. But, you know, like, so it's like that. And, um, but, like, especially Rush Hour... Um, it was two guys 
too. And you didn't need a white man because you ever noticed, like, especially the 80 cop, 80s cop films, like Lethal Weapon yeah. or um, what's that fucking? Uh, it was a fucking Damian Wayne film and fucking Bruce Willis, another one. There's a bunch of them. Remember, they always had buddy cop films and it would be, um, or like Eddie Murphy did 40, 48 hours. And uh, it was always a white cop with a black guy. It could never just be a black guy, two black guys, or a minority another minority like rush hour was like one of the first ones that did like these are two men of color and they still made it happen in the box office you know what i mean mm. but also to be fair jackie chan was already huge in china which did a big service for him you know but they had really good chemistry you know so it's kind of hard to pick who was better bad boys or rush hour three is there ever going to be another Rush Hour film? And also, why haven't I seen Chris Rock? I mean, fuck, Chris Rock. Chris Tucker in <laughs> films since then. Like, it just seems like he died out after 2005. He's a born-again Christian. But also, John Witherspoon, in an interview before he died, said said something like, Chris, Chris because they were going to make a, another Friday film. Mm. Ice Cube came out. I'm going to make a last Friday. He was going to call it last Friday. But he said specifically, my goal is to get everybody from everyone from all the series, the entire series to get together in this one film. So Day Day and Smokey would be on screen, which I don't know how that would work, you know, with that to their dynamic, you know, mm-hmm. but it'll be interesting to see. But um, Chris was like, nah, I don't go back to that. Like, I'm done. He said that in an interview and they're like, what, why? He's like, nah, this I'm, I'm trying to move forward and do bigger things. And John Witherspoon was like, oh, Chris just wants to make more money. You know, Chris doesn't just like what they're offering. Bigger things? The last biggest film you did was Rush Hour 3. Yeah, that's it. I, I can't imagine any other films. Um, he was big for a while, though. He was. But, you know, also, like, do you know he was big buddies with Michael Jackson back in the day. He was big buddies with Michael Jackson. I knew that because I was, I was obsessed with Michael. They had like little bits and then he was in the You Walk yeah. My World music video. Yeah. Yeah. Him and Eddie Murphy. And even like, in and even in Rush Hour 2, he, like in the beginning, he sang a fucking Michael Jackson song. Like, that dude loves fucking Michael Jackson. So, from what I'm hearing, he's not really in movies because he wants either like a bigger check and two it's because his religion kind of prevents him from doing stuff like that yeah yeah apparently he was born again christian like during he became born again christian like during the rush hour films you know what i mean because mm. he's because he wants to do another rush hour film but then i read an article recently that said jackie this was 2019 though i don't know about now but apparently Jackie did have a script ready, but he was just waiting for Chris's approval on it, sign off on it. Chris might have wanted more money, but like, dude, just do the fucking job. And the thing is like, do something like a lot of actors, older actors do this, go back to an older um, IP, make it success. Then casting agents and all these other people are like, oh yeah, Chris Tucker, he's pretty good. Let's call him up and see what else we can put him in. You know what I mean? Mm. Like they they do that stuff. You know, it's not a bad thing to return to a concept or a similar type of franchise. Like Michael Keaton is a perfect example because Birdman was pretty much a parody and a meta like criticism 
of him being like he's pretty much playing Batman himself, and and like he's self aware of it. It's about a, a over the hill actor who he peaked now playing a superhero, you know, and it's about him um, trying to get back into the game and have some symbolism of meaning in his life, you know. I will say that after that, he followed with bigger movies like the founder of McDonald's. Exactly. Um, what was it Spider-Man Homecoming as the Vulture? Exactly. That movie did him good. So it's it's nothing it's nothing wrong to go back to something like that. That's what he got thing fucked up. Especially going back as Smokey. You know how people would go see a Friday film if Smokey was coming back? Come on now, man. He blew up in Vine and on TikTok. Everyone's saying, damn, or bye Felicia. People are still quoting it. Oh yeah. And like on the other side of that. I'm trying to find the article of it. Tell me if you um, heard this. Keep me honest, but like Jackie mm. Chan isn't doing any films in America that involve him being an action hero now. And he doesn't want to be an action hero. Well, specifically, that involves him being like the kung fu dude. Like the latest film I can think of uh, where he did that last was in a movie called Kung Fu Yoga. But prior to that, he was trying to branch out. Have you seen that? I think it was in 2017. It's called Foreigner. Yeah, he was playing like this old man, dude. You have to watch it. People were giving it shit. Critics were, but it got an amazing score on Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb. People loved it because he wasn't playing his like witty, like enthusiastic guy who was always in trouble. No, he was a bad guy. He was like blowing shit up. Hmm. He was no no jokes. Yeah, he was just like a. I want to say a terrorist. He didn't really have a political agenda. He just wanted to find out information for his daughter and so he would just blow up an embassy you know that's you know as Jackie <laughs> Chan would do so it's like Asian Taken or something like that yeah and you just see him like that it's like, I want to see more of it but he made it clear at least from what I saw he doesn't want to do any films like that going forward so well we got to get Jack and Chris back together because I'm pretty sure a rush hour film would ease the tension between America and China. It would ease the tension. See, we can still get on. And they can play that song. You know their whole their like theme song is war. 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 Yes, it is good. And Aria got idea for a script, right? So like think about this. Like again, it's the triads. It's always the triad. It's the triads, they're the oldest game. Uh Kada! Kada, I love what he says, Carter. Kada, Lee. <laughs> we have to, well, Kada, Kada, Lee, Kada. <laughs> we have to stop the triad. They have got a nuclear bomb. What? Boom. What? I said boom. No, you said boom. And like, so you know, um, they've got to stop the triad from creating a nuclear operation in a world war with China and Russia, China and America. Make and- it. Like as ridiculous as the Fast Nine, uh, Fast and Furious franchise, have them get yeah. into bigger and uh, bigger things, yeah. small time crime into like space intergalactic fight. Man, I would watch that. I'd pay money. Honestly, like all like all the rush hour films, they really are like dumbass cops. Though. Like especially in the first one, like Chris Tucker, his character is not supposed to be investigating. And he only ends up investigating it by mistake because he's so shitty at keeping Jackie Chan from 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 actually investigating. Because like in the beginning, you know, the first one, um, it's about the little girl who gets kidnapped, mm-hmm. and her dad, her dad's some ambassador. He's like a 
by a Chinese a politician that's working in America. He gets kidnapped by some Asian gang again. Yeah. Then this, the FBI and CIA, they're the ones that are like, we're going to go get the do- daughter. Um, they don't want, they pretty much don't want Chinese um, policemen in the country. They're like, oh, the guy, because he's like, I'm bringing over my personal like cop here, which is Jackie Chan. He's going to do the investigation. He's going to monitor you guys. And they're like, fuck no, we don't want a foreign government um, um, interfering with the American um, police force. No, thank yeah. you. Uh, but they don't say that directly. So they hired uh, Chris Tucker on to be the babysitter of, of Jackie Chan and just prevent him from doing doing the investigation. <laughs> you know? like, it's been growing ever since. And then I was kind of confused between the second and the third. Mm-hmm. Like, what was it? Carter, he didn't become an FBI agent. He was, It was like adjacent to that in the police force. And then yeah. in the third film, he's like a, a traffic coordinator. Yeah, it's like, what the... Well, hold on. He's a fuck... This is for people who haven't watched it. Carter is a fucking racist. Like, like yeah, it's it was funny back then, but he's pretty fucking racist, and he says racist shit in all the goddamn movies. Especially Mostly the towards third. Asian people. Like... The horror is he becomes a traffic cop because he literally just profiled a dude on a fucking um, plane because he was pretty much Muslim. You know? Wait, that's what happened? Yeah. The cop says in the beginning, he's like, oh, get, get, you, you're going to take me off traffic duty? He's like, nah, it's not because what, what you fucking did. It's like, oh, well, he, 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 he said something pretty much like he's an Arab, like, you know, things are tense right now. You know? And he pretty much go on to, like, the guys are making an investigation for a missing child or whatever. Yeah, he beats some French dude. He hate crime. He hate crimes. A French oh, yeah. guy <laughs> who's like of Asian descent, and he's like, "Why isn't he speaking Chinese? He's just speaking French instead." <laughs> you, you're embarrassed. You're, you're 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 Asian. You stop. You're Asian. You're embarrassing yourself. <laughs> and then he like threatens the, like a French cab driver to sing the American like national okay, anthem. That was, that was that was hilarious. <laughs> I just now that I'm thinking about it, Dan would be canceled in a heartbeat if he was <laughs> good. You know. And it's like it's the funniest shit because in the first one as well, it's like and they address it pretty well because he's still ignorant. And even Jackie says several times it's like, dude, you're ignorant as fuck. But like he Chris's character just never changes. He just keeps being stupid. <laughs> like like he's driving and he truly thinks Jackie can't speak English. For at least 20 minutes in the movie. <laughs> and he's like, do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? That's some serious Karen energy. He had his hands doing this. Yeah. <laughs> like, my kids can't hear. They're listening to Kids Bob. Oh, God. Kids Bob. <laughs> but, oh, uh, God. I, I watched, yeah, Rush Hour, and I was... I, I've, I've been hiking. Well, like, I hiked somewhat like with my cousins and whatnot, and they offered me to play football and like we mentioned earlier with sports i i wasn't really into that what were you doing in high school what was like your extracurricular activities i was a theater geek that's all i did 24 7 i was a theater geek i did literally four plays out of the year for every season i was doing a play you were committed you were one of those you were a thespian yeah did you ever the goal was to make it a career that didn't pan out that well but the you goal still was... have time you still have time all right 
but Harrison Ford became an actor after being a carpenter for like 20 years. No way. You're he was a carpenter. He was George Lucas' nah. carpenter. No, no, no. I believe that. For 20 years, I don't believe that. <laughs> okay, maybe it was like 10 or 9. He blew up when he was 32. All right, so like it must have been 9 then. Yeah. But um, that's, yeah. that's funny that you mentioned because I was also in theater and debate. Oh, just, a, okay. just a reminder, people, we're like six, four, six, five dudes. And yeah. so you have, like, I'm, I'm sure you face this, like, you're heading down to debate or science fair, whatever it is. And then the mm-hmm. coach would be like, hey, why don't I see you on my field? So, oh, I'm reacting to theater. Well, you can do both. I can make time for you. How's the free period sound in the, in the morning? I'm like, yeah. Like, coach Evans, I, I really don't want to, you know, you'll be a great lineman. You, you'd be a great on the field. And I'm sure they would ask you about it things that baseball uh, it was basketball but like the coaches because a lot of them were PE, PE teachers uh-huh. once they saw me active in PE they no longer asked me <laughs> Wait, like you look like you can move fast man what is it I can move, move fast I can I was a pretty good runner you know when I was young I could run but that was about it probably they could have put me on the track team looking back on it I probably wouldn't get on track but um, I could not catch. I could not dribble. I could not shoot. I was terrible at hand-eye coordination. Just so you were period. like Shaq. Sha- Shaq could dunk. I couldn't even fucking dunk, dude. Well, that's the thing is, like, I'm pretty sure you could jump if you left high enough. Like the rim isn't that high for high school. Nah, that shit was high, dude. I don't know what you're talking about. That shit was high as shit. <laughs> Point is, it, it would just be constantly put in my face because. I grew up in theater and debate. My sister is the one who actually played sports. She was in high school rugby. Damn. Yeah. Be out in the fields, just eating, drinking my hot chocolate, and then be like, "Why aren't you out there playing?" Like, I'm, I'm not. I'm not a, a fighter. I'm not. I'm a lover. I like watching mm-hmm. uh, Jane Austen films, guys. Jane Jane Austen films. Where the hell is that? Yeah, that's not getting into it. I'll, I'll send you a link afterwards. I, I don't really talk about it. Like, <laughs> it's like those old Victorian dramas where she, like it's a woman trying to face sexism in England. Oh god. It's like it's, 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 it's always like some upper class white woman who has no real issues besides dealing with side comments from like her male peers. Well like how it's ridiculous that a woman could ever be the queen of England. Well she <laughs> is. Well, there's no way she can control the... I'll give her the uh, agenda. The, I'll give her the agenda, and let's see what her her ruffled, weak women hands can't write that pen. Well, let's okay, be clear. Okay. It was just what a white woman would have faced with sexism. It wasn't just sexism in general, because there'd be black women in there, but it'd be like the help. No, let's be real. The, the slaves in there that would help them do shit. Most of the work Speaking anyways. Of- Speaking of slaves, I just watched The Amistad for the first time. Did you ever see that Amistad. movie? No. Another Steven, Steven, Steven Spielberg movie. By the way, Steven Spielberg can write some damn black turmoil movies. Color Purple? Fucking dude. That fucking was him? Steven. Yeah. Schindler's List? He knows how to fucking whip some people up, bro. <laughs> whip? Uh... Yeah. He's able to make people... Oh my god. <laughs> But that shit was crazy, though. And, like, I thought the Amistad was, like, because in the description, when people told me about it, it's about a black slave revolt. And some reason I thought, like, 
the revolt was going to happen like towards the end of the movie and it was just about them just winning the ship over no they win the ship within the first five minutes and the rest of the movie is about them going to america being brought to america and um facing trial under the supreme court to declare whether they're free men or not you know it's an interesting film and it happened 21 years before the civil war which is like some people say you know, that might sound like a long time but that's very close to the civil war so like slavery is pretty much almost dead this is when already like abolitionism is in full swing you know mm-hmm. also i didn't know this in the movie the transatlantic slave trade ended in 1808 so like and like in the uk like and because this the movie takes place in 1939 the case finally closes in what what's what, what i say i didn't say 1939 1839 and the case closes in 1844 when its verdict is finished so it's very very close to the civil war but um the case starts um because apparently pretty much the entire world great britain was the lead but most of the world ended the transatlantic slave the transatlantic slave trade in 1808 the only country that still had slave trade going was spain and ding 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 this was a spanish ship you know and it was taking these these africans to the west indies but which is technically legal but apparently at this time capturing people who were no who were not slaves in the beginning was considered illegal you know at this point it's considered legal so the only way you can sell a slave if they're born a slave now does that make sense so you can no longer sell free men so that's pretty much like the stipulation that gained them their freedom so slavery was still legal at this moment in time you just couldn't make more you just couldn't make more and also it was like the atrocities that happened on the ship like they threw people overboard um, um they um, starved people to death um just extreme brutality you know um so yeah it was pretty and the and also like there was three countries involved like the united states was involved the queen the, the queen of um fucking spain who was like a fucking 12 year old girl at the time or some crazy shit like a child <laughs> was involved and she was the main one advocating for its ownership of spain keep in mind brazil brazil and i think didn't like it was either portugal portugal or spain that had the largest slave trade empire in the world right i think it's either spain or portugal i'll be honest man i i, I don't know i passed history like with a b just by like filling in answers and memorizing it's completely dumb yeah the portuguese were one of the first ones that started doing slavery though but i know they were the first ones to even end it as well but um pretty much um the spanish were still doing it when pretty much the rest of the developed world was kind of like uh-uh, you know Stop. and john quincy adams plays a big i didn't know this but john quincy adams which is in the movie it talks about it he's a forgettable president he's one of the ones you don't really think about and like i didn't know this but he literally was the lawyer after he was president this wasn't before or during this is after he was retired as a president and he represented these these free men in the supreme court 
pretty it's pretty fucking crazy i mean the only thing i heard about with those who were helping uh, the black community was uh mm. abraham lincoln but i didn't know about this guy well there were tons of abolitionists there's tons tons of them you know um and he was like and john quincy adams he was similar to um abraham lincoln because abraham lincoln was pretty much an abolitionist well abraham lincoln was an open abolitionist and quincy adams was a closeted one pretty much or he just didn't want to overtly say it but he always focused on policies that would eventually lead to more rights for um, people of color and slaves and stuff you know but he never he said i'm not for it or against it so he would so like he wouldn't lose votes pretty much Sounds shitty, but that's just the reality. You got to play the game like that sometimes, you know? Gotcha. But the movie was really good. Matthew McConaughey's in it. Um, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman plays a pretty small role in it, though. I have to ask, does he play a, a lawyer in this film? Somewhat, yeah, sort of. Because, like, that'll be, like, the fifth film where he's, like, advocating for some uh, black guy in a film that's, like, so in the 18 or 1700s. So is Matthew McConaughey. I think Matthew McConaughey has done that before, right? No, that's the, that's the point. That there have been like oh. five films like that. Yeah. No, that it just seems like... I wonder what I'm getting upset about. It just... It, he's, he's really good at it. Like, he's convincing characters to, to fight for civil rights. There's only so many stories you can do, <laughs> I guess. Um, I mean, they're good films. I don't know why I, I was upset. I just feel like uh, it's the same thing from him. Okay. The last slave movie I saw him in was um, Free State of Jones, which actually took place in my state, by the way. You're welcome. And, and it, yeah, it was a neutral county. It's called Jones County right now. It's named after him now. But pretty much it was a neutral pretty much its own sovereign country for a short amount of time until it's absorbed back into the union where union where um slaves free slaves runaway slaves and um um confederate deserters would go there and live a life without um persecution because they didn't want to participate in the war and everything you know mm. and they even taught the women to use weapons it's pretty crazy dude pretty wild but the thing what I like about the movie is also about the Amistad, they're like, yeah, that was cool and all, but like things are going back to normal again and things still suck. Because at the end of the Amistad, so I did the math. There was 53 people. Well, they threw, they had over 100 slaves. They threw 50 slaves off the ship. They kept 53. 32 went back to i think it's like 32 30 something went back to um sierra leone that's where they are captured oh. then i think it's like 20 something stayed in america which which is a great idea because apparently when they brought them back to sierra leone their country was in the middle of a civil war and they are immediately sold back into slavery <laughs> by I... other africans by other africans immediately yeah it's um it's pretty crazy <laughs> and we're back you guys sorry we had a quick um technical difficulties 
But we're back at it. Um, me, when me and Average were off the call, we were also talking about John Quincy Adams. Quincy Adams, sorry. Yeah. Uh, who was the actor who played him, right? Oh, shit. It's Anthony Hopkins. Okay, he's the guy who played Hannibal Hector and everything, right? Yeah. The, the, the Odin dude. Dude, he's like getting old. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm he was old then. He was old then. <laughs> I'm looking at his page right now. He's 83 years old. See, that's those people who've been old for so long. It's like, when were they ever young? <laughs> like Morgan Freeman. He's in that film, too. Yeah. It's like, damn, these motherfuckers are old. But yeah, like, um, he did a great portrayal of John Quincy Adams. Really loved it. Also, side note. You know how, like, in movies, especially movies at the time, they always think all Americans have, like, some southern twang. I'm a cowboy. Mm-hmm. Let me spit it out of my mouth. Tell you what. You know? I tell you what, you know, but in this aspect, it's more of like um, an upper class, still somewhat like a British accent, like transatlantic. Yeah, transatlantic accent, you know, mm-hmm. and like those were so common, and I thought that was really authentic to the time period, you know, because like they like nowadays they always act like every American back then was some cowboy or some shit, you know, with some twang going on, you know. I feel like that's how we can relate to those who are English that when we use English accents, it's always the, the posh kind of guy who talks like this. We're never really referencing like Hockney or those who speak like John Boyega from Peckham. Yeah, but he was really old in the movie. And uh, that's why it was a big thing that focused on him because like, you know, he was very questioning throughout the movie, his character, whether he should get involved yet. Because he's like, you know, like he's sleeping through Congress, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? So like he was like like I don't know if this is true. He actually John Quincy Adams actually did this. <laughs> it would be awesome if he did, but he like he he was sleeping through Congress and Senate meetings, and he's just like I don't give a shit anymore. He just wakes up and is like oh yes let's let's pass it through. Yeah, you should yeah it's, yeah so oh yeah he says and the thing is he says no to them like three times in the movie because they beg him like several times. He's like no don't give a shit. He's like no bro no. <laughs> Nah. <laughs> He's still working to this day. Like, even now, his most recent film, he plays like a senile uh, old man who also has like, what's it? Um, dementia. I can't remember yeah. what it's called. It's called Dad. He was yeah. still working out in this kind of pandemic, man, especially with like the regulations that we need to keep old people safe because they're more, yeah. you know, disposition to get sick with COVID. Side note, one last thing. You know who's totally kicking Bob's ass and fucking Pandemic's ass? Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe has been killing it in the past four years. He's a beast. He's a beast. (laughs) The Lighthouse, the the John Wick series, man. How old is he? He can't be that old. In my mind, he's like hard 50 forever. Yeah, Dude, fucking... Damn it, I gotta watch some I saw the trailer before and I saw a film analysis on it. It was fucking... It was called The Edge... um, the Edge of Eternity, and he, he literally plays fucking um, Vincent Van Gogh. You know? Oh, he learned to paint for that role, man. It was, ah, I was like, oh shit. I was like, I gotta watch that movie. It looks so fucking dope. Yeah, I was like, oh, this looks fucking awesome, man. Like, everything he ends on, I'm like, dude, Willem Dafoe's in, I gotta, I gotta do it. But yeah, like, a lot of old people, you know. Honestly, let me say something. 
I'm not following the rules. People are going to hate me. What? <laughs> I don't follow. I'm just what not, not following, following the rules. The, 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 the mask rules. The mask rules. Oh, everyone, come on. Everyone who's needed to get vaccinated is vaccinated now. I don't need it. You know? We don't have herd immunity, man. We, we'll need 80% at least of the country in order to, like, to take effect. How do you know? First of all, how do you know if this even works for black people? i never seen one black person dead. COVID. So I don't know what you're talking. You about haven't first. seen that's anecdotal. Okay, I've so like never most seen of, it. Like, there have been like some serious an- announcements about the statistics <laughs> of deaths. They're mostly minorities, mostly black people. I've never heard. I've never seen one black person dead from this. I don't know what you're talking about. All right, listeners, as a courtesy, <laughs> I'll post some links from the CDC on oh, like, what the a demographics fucking nerd. of these deaths. What a fucking so nerd. you can see that it's well, mostly black. You trust people. the government now? See, that's the problem with you libtards. I you am trust a, the government. a social libertarian. Okay. Oh, whatever. Okay. On a serious note, I've been trolling you guys in this, this short conversation, but he is not a libertarian on mask off real shit. Right social now. So libertarian. Close. He is not a social libertarian either. Okay. And <laughs> I say is, that, I say that guys, because I've taken three tests. One of them has been on BuzzFeed. Oh, so. oh yeah. BuzzFeed is definitely yeah is definitely yeah. a credible source they let me know where my political alignments are right? <laughs> we need this buzzfeed socioeconomic reevaluation on the world i sound like bosh dude oh my fucking god but oh. as far as getting like masks are concerned you need to have a mask you need to be vaccinated are you vaccinated no i just haven't got the time to do it yet consider that Okay, so what I'll also do is I'll I'll send you a link for like your state health oh, department. Okay. I looked in Mississippi, Kenny. They're doing walk-ins. You're trying to kill me, bro. You're literally trying to kill me. I have I've had all both doses of Pfizer, and they now put, I have the biggest they penis. They put nanites in your body. They're tracking you but right now. But it grows your penis like five inches. That's totally not true. Yeah, I, I use, now I'm a whopping six. <laughs> Wait, what? I'm huh? not do the math on that. So, <laughs> so man, I, I understand how you feel if you're not comfortable if you don't have the time, but it's even if it's not for you specifically, because you're young, you're mm-hmm. you're healthy, so you have a likelihood of surviving. Those around you, if you're a carrier, it, you can put them in danger. But that's all I'll say on that <sighs> specifically, because here in Utah, um, shit, dude, people are being very lax with it. Like a lot of places where there's not masks, they're grouped up, and when people see me with a mask, they look at me like I'm crazy. Dude, like, funny thing you about need Utah. to leave. Yeah, funny thing I was at Utah though, like I was watching my super ex girlfriend last night too. Great movie too. And yeah. like, it's like, it. yeah, and like she's like, we got to get out of here. You got to leave town real quick because it's where the ends up. She's gone. Like this is like through like he, she throws the shark at the door through the window and stuff. You got to yeah. get out of here. Get, go go to Haiti. Um, Utah. No, don't go to Utah. Utah sucks. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> we have awesome national uh, landmarks, man. Isn't Yellowstone in Utah? <laughs> no, it's close. At Yellowstone. Fuck. This is where I failed geography. It's not here. But um, That's gay. With everything wrapping back up, uh, I can actually go to the movie theaters now. I can... A lot of other different places, like clubs, are they're not really open, but bars are. Like, they don't have, like, short curfews that can now go out. I am the fire starter. The fire starts to burn. Yeah, it starts to spread, dude. Oh, my God. 
I but, cannot uh, wait to buy a $10 drink for a woman who's going to immediately reject me. Are they really that expensive? I'll never go to a club if that's true. I'm never going to spend that The most expensive money. drink that I've bought for someone is like what, 23 bucks. Hold on. If I'm going to buy an expensive ass drink that tastes good, I'm going to buy it for me. Fuck her. <laughs> your mic, gentlemen, your, your mic, sir. Sir Average. Ma'am, can I buy you an $8 beer? Sir, your mic. Sir Average. <laughs> can you hear me? Yes. <laughs> That's what I was saying to you. <laughs> Before we started the before we started the podcast, we were making fun of like um those middle aged people during online orientations. Like exactly what's happening right now. <laughs> He's like, Hello? We Hold can't hear you. Hold on, I'm gonna try I'm gonna try and do something. I was like, please there. <laughs> Hello? No, uh, you there? No, we can't hear you, Cheryl. And then like there's someone in the background like, I'm in class. Uh- <laughs> No, we. I can't talk right now. I'm sorry. I gotta go let my cat outside. And then they just drop the mic like. Why? I hate that shit, dude. So before we wrap up, because um, it's been a we're we're about running overtime and good conversation today. But like, um, I remember we played D D that time, mm-hmm. and like, remember that one trans girl who was like, someone called her. We were in Discord. She's like, I'm gonna play D and D. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, be quiet. I'm, I'm about to play D and D. And they're like, and she's like, yeah, I gotta go. It's D and D. I gonna play D and D. And like, she's saying this for a solid fifteen seconds. And she's like, oh wait, was was my mic on? <laughs> oh, silly me. I was like, oh, fucking. Side note: the, <laughs> the the chick who he's talking about, she fucking hates me, but she loves Kenny. No, that's not the same trans person. I'm thinking of a different trans person well, this was like this is like a hispanic trans person this was a person who on the discord oh, group that kicked me boy. out <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh shit yeah <laughs> yeah but um that'll be it for a day you guys tune in again for um dollar menu don't forget to, to follow and like to spread smash the that subscribe button smash that subscribe button gamers so you can get that notification of any new stuff and definitely um see you guys soon have a good day